0: Christ, you don't know the rules? There are certain rules that one must abide by in order to successfully own a Mogwai. For instance, rule number one, you can't get it wet. Big no-no. Number two, you can't bring your Mogwai in the bright light. Might kill it. And number three, no matter how hard it begs or cries, never, never feed it after midnight. Now I must admit, these rules seem like the opposite set of guidelines for keeping a happy wife, but hey, what do I know? Folks, we can't go another December here at Sloppy Horror without discussing Joe Dante's 1984 holiday horror comedy, Gremlins. The impact of the movie is hard to wrap your head around all these years later. Gizmo is still as popular as ever in 2021, and it's pretty impressive considering we haven't seen a new Gremlins movie in 31 years. In my 32 years of living, I've seen dozens and dozens of horror comedies, and it's rare to find a specimen that is indeed a mashup of the two. Joe Dante is the fucking boss when it comes to horror comedy. Suspenseful and frightening moments with tongue-in-cheek undertones to keep a tense audience cozy in their seats. Just an absolute wizard of blending the two genres. So how exactly did a movie about little scaly creatures destroying a small town's Christmas Eve gross over $212 million at the box office? Come join us while we unwrap this holiday special episode, and we break down everything you boys and girls need to know about Gremlins. Boom! Welcome to the Sloppy Horror Podcast, I am your host and your scary movie companion, and Back again for another week, clapping them cheeks. The best producer in
1: the whole wide world, Mr. Ozark Mark. What's going on? What's going on, Mr. Christian Ramey? Nothing. You've got to say a name in your intro. I know. You are slacking. I know. How are these people supposed to know who you are? Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we are through November. It is now December here for the Sloppy Horror Podcast, and we are going to kick it off here into rehab season still with a movie for you. Again, now this is a very good movie. This is a very classic. It's a classic, instant classic, but it's perfect be- to, you know, kick off December. I see why you picked it here on the list here. So, Absolutely. Christian Ramey, get into it right now. Go. Look, dude. Gremlins, first off. Gremlins.
0: Let's first start off by saying we have Steven Spielberg. The Berg. Like, no ex. Like, if you know movies, you know Steven Spielberg. Then we have Joe Dante. We discussed the little Joe Dante thus far. You know, he gave us the howling, obviously, gremlins, which is so cool, man. And then he's had so many cameos. He even had a cameo in Sleepwalkers, the movie we discussed a few weeks ago. He was one of the medical examiners. These are horror legends, and they're all teaming up. And then not to mention Chris Columbus was the guy who wrote this movie, and if you're unfamiliar with Chris Columbus, you're actually probably really familiar with him cuz he's been had his hands in everything. He was a producer, he was a writer, he was a director. Like he did the Home Alone movies, he was the director. Pretty sure everybody's seen the fucking Home Alone movies. <laughs> you know, like those movies are up there. But he's wrote a lot of movies too and he's had his had his hand in a lot of different projects. So these are all legendary people and don't don't move right past this year of release, Mark. 1984, right? I think people have to put themselves into a 1984. We've talked about this when we did the Elm Street episode. So like, let's just, like, if you were to make a, a movie and you were trying to be competitive, think about how hard it would be in 1984. You've got Indiana Jones. You've got Beverly Hills Cop. You have Gremlins, Ghostbusters, The Karate Kid never ending story like bro that's just some of them. like that's craziness that's a that's a lot of fucking bangers to have in one year it's like the dream team of movies right there yeah and it keeps going dude like there's a few that are slipping my brain but it's like the debut year of Michael Jordan into the NBA oh nightmare on elm street like obviously i think i said that didn't I? that night i'm sure you yeah. have yeah. i'm
1: sure you have um
0: But it was the debut year for Michael Jordan, like the first time Prince and Madonna were on the Billboard charts. Like it was just a fucking wild year for pop culture and for how much it's impacted into today. But when you're watching this, there's a lot of special effects. And movies like these that were just so many practical effects that were just layered with practical effects and people moving puppets, and like working hard, like blood, sweat, and tears. If you didn't have that, man, we wouldn't have the movies like we have today. So I still think there's a lot of watchability for this, but let's just, I'm going to talk to you as if you have never seen Gremlins before. Oh, are you doing a synopsis now? Yeah. It's the synopsis. So think as if you were in 1984, but this is a pretty straightforward premise, it's a creature feature, whether you believe it or not. Not only, like you said, A, it is a Christmas movie. I mean, right down to the heart of it. From the open, it's Christmas music. They're decorating. The gizmo, the lead gremlin that we're all familiar with, um, the proper name for a gremlin is technically a magua, And the, the way that Billy, the main man character, not the gizmo, not the little character, not the little gremlin, but Billy, okay, he's our main character in this movie. His dad is out Christmas shopping. He's looking for a gift to give his boy. He goes into a random-ass little store. It's like uh, run by this like Asian dude and his son. And it's like he's like an old like Mr. Miyagi type dude. And he's got all kinds of weird artifacts and shit inside of his store. And Billy's dad sees Gizmo, the little gremlin. He's like, "I want that." And the store shop owner is like an old wise man. He's like, "Nope, not selling it." Kind of thing. And he's like, dude, I'll give you 200 bucks for it. And the kid was like, yo, grandpa, are you crazy? It's 200 bucks, take it. He's like, no, I can't do it. Comes with great responsibility. Well, the little kid gives the dad the old wink and, you know, the wink and shove there, and he says, meet me outside, and I'll give you that damn gremlin. So that's what he does. But before he leaves, he says, look, there's some rules about these gremlins, and all my people know this, but if you haven't, here are the rules. If you are in possession of a magua. You cannot get him wet, all right? You cannot get him wet. You cannot feed him after midnight, which is a strange rule because, I mean, there's a lot of ambiguity there, all right? And they don't like bright sunlight or bright light in general. So you have to avoid these things, and not just for the the fear of the death of the gremlin. If you get this gremlin wet, he multiplies, like little furballs shoot off of him, and they spring off other little gremlins, so you could run into a real problem because it only takes about a drop of water to make like about four of these little fuckers pop off of them. So it's pretty fun to see, like especially for special effects and CGI when it does happen. <clears throat> so as you can predict, the rules get broken, water gets on Gizmo, he multiplies and the whole thing just goes crazy and all these gremlins take over the town during Christmas time and it's really fun because Billy's trying to convince the town the whole time and nobody believes him until it's too late. But it's fun because it is a joke the whole time, but there are some real, like, you know, thematic elements. Like, it gets really climatic at moments where it's like, okay, like this is kind of branching out of the world of like a four or five year old's movie and kind of like into like, okay, this has got some scenes like the mom being alone. There's some definitely some frightening scenes. And it's a, um, I don't even know if there are people who haven't seen Gremlins, weirdly enough. I mean, it's such a popular movie. It's so popular and been out for so long. It's just got a huge impact. Like, the word gizmo, the word gremlin, like, you know those words. Like, that's in the lexicon of the language of America. (laughs) Like, people know it, and out of America. People know the Grims.
1: People know the Grims, man. The Gremlins, like you said, who doesn't know? The only people who won't know who Gremlins are are younger generation.
0: And That's still, what I can though, think bro, like,
1: even if, I think they know. Like, I think Most they know. of them do. I say about 50% of the younger generation knows who the gremlins are. Everybody wanted a fucking gremlin when we were younger. That's uh, why yeah, the damn Furbies yeah, came Yeah, they out. inspired the Furbies, for yeah. sure. Those goddamn Furbies. Ooh, you know, those fucking Shut things. up! <laughs> 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 You're, like, putting hats
0: on him and shit so he
1: doesn't wake up. Oh, man, whoever invented the Furby? <laughs>
0: like it snores you're like I'm gonna throw this thing in the fucking dryer yeah that thing was those things were nuts when they came out they were dude they were nuts you know what's really funny mark i don't know if you saw this uh, meme or this little picture online but it showed like a divorce in 1999 it was a divorce hearing and it had these two people on the ground these spouses separating their like you know their different properties and they were splitting up their beanie babies and there was like hundreds Ooh. on them. <laughs> it was like the most 1999
1: photo that ever that was another thing dude <laughs> beanie babies like some of the things that are like they're pointless and they get so popular. The best example ever was a pet rock. Oh yeah. The guy made millions. The guy made millions <laughs> of a rocks. <laughs> he went to his backyard and put it in a cage and sold it for like ten dollars. Yeah, now that's some good shit. Now that's a lot of fun
0: and it cracks me up. This whole I don't know. You and I are definitely fans of comedy, so we lean into the comedy when it's there in the moments. And I think you and I laugh at moments we're not supposed to laugh at. I don't.
1: <laughs> no, that's a that's a fact. hmm That's a fact.
0: It's just a coping me- mechanism, and that's just how we get down. If you're in for a good laugh, some Christmas cheer, you know, a little bit of fear, because the the great part about these gremlins are. I wouldn't say you're dealing with a shitload of killing in this movie, but there's a lot of originality. Like each time they're fucking with a person or messing with an individual, it's usually in a different way. Like it's in a, like, he's coming out with a chainsaw. He's swinging off the lights. He's got popcorn bags on his head. He's smoking. He's doing like, he's a, he's a flasher. He's like the streaker. (laughs) There's so much creativity in each and every one of these
1: gremlins. That's one of the things. Can you, I don't know who was ever, who whoever was in charge of figuring out what each what what each gremlin is doing, dude, you would have the time of your life figuring out. Especially like the bar scene. Where were we at in it? Like you know why weren't we're, we? Let's have this, this one just swing around
0: on the fan the entire time. The <laughs> noises are some of the funniest part about these gremlins too because they're always in unison like nah, 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 nah. like they're all just like little assholes. <laughs> Their laugh is the best. Though. And
1: then they shake when they do something funny. (laughs) Yeah,
0: they're fucking crazy, dude. (laughs) The one thing I love about the Gremlins, too, is their troll energy. Like, they just want to have fun, man. They're not really out trying to, like, kill you, but, like, maybe some are. Maybe some take it too far, but they're really just trying to have a good time and just riot and rage. They just want to tear the town down and have a fun time. Oh, yeah. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. I, I, I appreciate that. <laughs> even the old lady, like, for instance, they're always doing something different. The cat lady's house, they've modified her chair. Yes. And just launched her. Like, that's creative as shit. Cut the cops' brake lines. They're always doing something different. They stole that guy's plow. <laughs> you yeah, know what dude. I mean? And just run him over.
0: So I, I will say initially, too, they wanted to make this a lot darker, a lot scarier, a lot mess, a lot more messed up. Because when Christopher Columbus <laughs> – I he, he goes by Christopher. No, he goes by Chris. But when he wrote the script, he didn't intend for this to be made. He just kind of made it and just like, all right, whatever. And Steven Spielberg somehow got a hold of it and he's like, nah, dude, this is it. This is cool as shit. We're going to make something out of this and we're going to make it go. But initially it was scary. It was supposed to be like Billy's mom was supposed to like – Get her head cut off. Well, oh, like... I, yeah,
1: I can see the route. You could definitely take this concept and turn it down a dark road very easily. Ah, oh, for sure. Very easily, but when you look at a gremlin, I mean, you can see both sides. You can see how they how they could be evil, or you could see how they could be funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, at least in my mind, I feel like when when Spielberg was looking at this. I think he would have I think he made the right choice in making it more of a horror comedy a little bit more lighthearted still give it a little bit of edge but I mean initially if you think about it business wise if you get more eyes on it the age range the better it's going to be yep. the more legendary of a movie it's going to be cuz
0: Joe Dante he did both of the he directed both of these sorry to cut you off but he not only did he uh direct both of them but he said uh he preferred the second batch, uh, you know, our new batch, the part two, which I, I probably like part two more than I like one as well. But as you were saying, the first one is more of a horror movie. It's more horror-themed. And the second one was almost like a cartoon, a real-life cartoon. And I thought that was a pretty good way or a synopsis that I heard of that. I was like, man, that's a good description. So yeah. I agree, though. Spielberg took it, and he, he kind of launched it into something into something new.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I like it. I want to get two pairs of swords and put them on my house and make sure one falls every time the door closes. (laughs) I'm not going to be that nice to my dad. I'm going to be like, look, you got to
0: move these fucking swords, dude. Every time we close the door.
1: Oh, man. I love the little gags. There's so many little gags that he added in this. Yes. the, 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 The father of Billy being a inventor that always fails I make is,
0: inventions
1: it's always genius all of his inventions are always fucking up it's hilarious what was his favorite invention of yours
0: the toothbrush one was hard to like I just loved his like he was trying to sell uh, the dude who had gizmo one of these
1: like so let's say you're late to a meeting.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he has this little, like, combo kit. What do you call it? The shower buddy? It has, like, a has, toothbrush it has and a razor. a toothbrush,
1: razor. a razor, a mirror, floss. A, I don't know what else. A screwdriver. I don't know what the hell else is in it. Cologne. But you, like,
0: press a button and it's got, like, toothpaste that comes out and stuff. And he's like, see, if you just press this button it just shoots toothpaste all over him. and he's like, oh, that's that's no big deal at all. Cleans right up. And it's like, bro, that's, like a good that's like a tablespoon I know, of like I don't know how toothpaste he, bro that does not clean right up How did like, he fit it in there Bro have you ever just left toothpaste on the sink bro that turns into concrete you can build structures like oh, yeah. out of toothpaste yes. if you just like take time let that shit dry you could build a castle that's impenetrable because it's toothpaste <laughs> <laughs> like, and this guy's like ah oh, it's no big deal comes right out I don't I don't think it does I don't think it does. I call bullshit. Like, how long before you got home and washed that? Because that shit was stiff. That was a stiff jacket for the rest of the day. <laughs> like, I get a speck of, like, coffee on me. I'm like, uh-oh, uh-oh. I got it. Cause it's just going to bother me if I don't clean it off. Yeah. He just brushed it with his hand, like, no wet rag.
1: It was funny, too, seeing some of his inventions nowadays because when you look back like it's 1984 okay like for instance when the phone calls like tries to get out a remote and tries to say hello when we have that technology now mm-hmm. like he he was like he kind of got screwed he's out of the game about dog it? he was out of the game the smokeless ashtray <laughs> hey, yeah <laughs> <laughs> and they did make those, too.
0: You know those little ones you have for the car, like the little black ones? Mm-hmm. And you drop them in there?
1: Yep. Makes smoke, I remember getting smokeless cigarettes when I was still in high school. Not the e-cigs. Like they were like smokeless cigarettes, which I don't know how they worked. I guess it was the early stage of the e-cigarettes. I'm not sure. But, uh, yeah, he was out of the game, man. He was doing
0: his thing. Ahead of the game. I, I liked his dad energy, because all he was trying to do was throw a good Christmas for his kid. Like, yeah. that's all he was trying to do, man. He's a good dad. He's a good dad. And, like, Billy is, like, that kid next door that everybody roots for. Definitely, like, uh, an 80s movie in that sense. It's like the guy overcoming adversity. You're like, oh Billy, go, kid next door. And his girlfriend, Phoebe Cates, dude, fucking so hot. Phoebe Cates is, like, one of the hottest girls ever in the world when it comes to like um, especially when we're talking the 80s bro she was smoke show and a half like you remember Fast Times at Ridgemont High where she popped out in the swimsuit and she you know the boob mm-hmm
1: yeah <laughs> mm-hmm I remember many tissues have been used by the Yules in that and then, scene. And then she
0: found Dude jacking off in that
1: scene. You know, she broke <laughs> in. He's like,
0: ah, I don't anybody believe in
1: knocking anymore. <laughs> like,
0: can we just do that movie? It's not a horror movie, but like we'll rate it as a horror movie. <laughs> like, The Fast Times is a great movie. Of course. But Judge Reinhold's in this too. I mean, he was in it for a part two. So, yeah. It's weird how all these people kind of tie in.
1: You got the Corey Feldman, man. Him popping out of nowhere.
0: I know you can't have an 80s movie without him. I actually really liked him because he was so young in this where it was like he wasn't as cringy yet. Like he was still pretty young. He had, yeah, it
1: was a couple of years before the Goonies.
0: Yeah, and he had like the, like a, um, I don't know, dude. He just had this little like, um, with gizmo. Like I don't know if you, like a, you know, like a boy with his dog. You know, you see a young kid out in the yard with his dog, and you're like, all right, a boy and a dog. That's like a friendship bond. He was hanging out with Gizmo. He had, like, that bond. You're like, okay. I believed it. Like, it wasn't not believable. Because that is something crazy, man. Like, a a, a young kid and his dog, like, you know, you're like... All right, them two man. That dog will kill you if you try to get near that boy. Like even my kids, if I'm wrestling around with my kids or whatever, do my dogs go ape shit? Like they freak out. Like they do not like that at all. You're like, "Will you guys shut up? We're playing." I'm like she's like, "Fucking chill."
1: Do they do that when you bang?
0: Uh, we don't let them in the room.
1: We don't let them in there. No. Oh. Okay. Because they
0: they'll be like. Sh- they're they're touching dogs they need to be touching you at all times i uh, see
1: yeah i get i get that those are my like my my dogs are like that too so you know another character another character in this movie i uh, i related to i guess was the old lady <laughs> what's her name i forget her name uh
0: Mrs uh,
1: she's like an old lady landlord she's pissed off she's what a neighbor last
0: name or what yeah what was her last name
1: I don't know. But she's not in a movie for very long. That's probably why it's pretty forgettable. But uh, is, uh towards the beginning of the movie she's running around with a snowman head, all looking all pissed off, like walking towards the bank trying to find Billy because apparently
0: Mrs. Deagle.
1: Mrs. Deagle, that's correct. Mrs. Deagle's walking to the bank to find Billy because Billy's dog fucked up her little stupid snowman or whatever the hell it is. <laughs> 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 and uh who has an the, all glass snowman outside. I don't know. <laughs> No glass, glass. (laughs) But there's people, these uh, lady and their kids walk up to her. I guess it's one of her tenants or whatever. She says, good morning, Mrs. And She's like, what's so good about it? (laughs) (laughs) It was right off rip. And they're begging her because they need a little more time to pay her rent. And she turns around. She goes, well, I guess you know what to ask Santa for Christmas this year, huh?
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's just super
1: cold as fuck. Like, she went into the bank and she told Billy,
0: like, I'll take your dog with me and I'll take him to the pound and get him put down. A nice and slow
1: death. You're like, who hurt you, that's lady? In- that, that's intense. Like, I don't care. I'm I'm a dick in life, but not towards a dog. Like, What's come wrong on. What's with you, lady? What is, yo.
0: <laughs> What's going on with you?
1: I don't know. You know, one of my,
0: a part I really enjoyed was like, well, A, I got really killer clowns vibe from Billy going to the, you know, the police station like yo you know there's this shit going on they're just like ah joking with them they don't believe them
1: they're drunk (laughs) and all
0: that you know I like how the one dude I always forget that actor's name but he's the dude he's in Breaking Bad he's also in uh, uh, Beverly Hills Cop But the dude doesn't believe him, and he's like kind of the rudest to him. But like when him and the other cop are driving around and they found out that Billy was right, he's like, No, man, there's these little things are everywhere, man. He says, This is Christmas. This is like, Frank, what's going on? (laughs) Just freaking out, like, (laughs) like he's all drunk. But it was funny because he was kind of like the tough asshole guy, but he's like, This isn't right. This is Christmas. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Like, he just is pissed that he has to deal with the situation. Like, (laughs) Like, I don't know, man. I really laughed at that part because it's kind of subtle because they, like, squeal tires to get out of the way of crashing into something. But he fucking screams, man. He screams, Frank! Oh, it's Chris! (laughs) I don't know, man. I love that interaction between them. It's funny when you see grown men, like, comically afraid.
1: Like, you know, like, not, like,
0: actually crying. That's terrifying if you see a grown man crying. But, like, if you're, like... It's a funny, I always go to Return of the Living Dead. Mm-hmm. Oh, get a hold of yourself.
1: <laughs> like, I love that, man. It's, it's comedy 100%. You know a part that made me laugh that I wasn't supposed to laugh at? What? This is an example when you said earlier that we laugh at parts that we're not supposed to laugh at. It's uh, towards, the, in the heat of it, um, Kate. Reveals to Billy (laughs) why she (laughs) why she doesn't like
0: Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) It is so funny.
1: You know, there were other people that have said that too. Um, Okay, good. I'm glad I'm not the only one because okay. So if you don't know what it is, I'll tell you. So Kate tells Billy this whole dramatic story of Christmas, how her dad wasn't home yet and it was like christmas eve or something and they she he never came home they called the office no answer so christmas day goes by he doesn't come home okay <laughs> and so Billy's
0: we, like looking around for shit he's not even like really listening no. to her
1: <laughs> <laughs> so in your mind you think that like oh he ran away with some other woman or you know he got into a car wreck or something, like the typical thing. Like, you're prepared for something like that because you've heard this story. No. She goes to the light of fire or something in the smell, so she smells like rotting body. Her dad got... <laughs> Stuck in a chimney. Stuck in a chimney <laughs> trying to be Santa Claus. Like, he slipped and he broke, he snapped his neck instantly. I'm like, how the fuck did he snap his neck instantly? Like, what maneuverability... Did you do? Did you stand on top of it and tried to do the Grinch fucking swan dive into the fucking chimney? Like how did you do that? And can people fit down chimneys anyway? I don't know. I don't bro. think you can. I've never been on top. That
0: seems like of a, a risky roof, procedure.
1: But yeah, like because
0: her... they got the little bird gate over them, like the little. Well, like, it was a gate. bird
1: gate, and I don't know how big that opening is. Anyway, it can't be that big. But anyway, I'm just. I died laughing. He snapped his neck and he's stuck in the chimney. Chimney people write the show. Does this happen often? <laughs> that's not supposed to be funny,
0: but it was. So, furthermore, to that point, that scene was actually very crucial because <clears throat> Steven Spielberg and everybody else was like, yeah, you got to take that out. That's not cool. Like, we don't like that. Because nobody knows if it's a joke or if it's serious. And Joe Dante said, well, that's the whole point of the whole movie. It's like, that is the movie. It's serious, but it's not. It's like at the at the crux of it, it's not. It's a silly movie. But like once you start watching for a minute, you get caught up in it. You're oh, like, okay. That's, yeah, that's okay. A,
1: that's the perfect example of how to describe it for sure. <laughs> because it is.
0: It's a silly movie. It's a bunch of little creatures. A bunch of little gremlins, dog. They're out there. They're and they're not just gonna like try to kill you. They're gonna fuck your shit up. They're gonna come in your house. Excuse us for the cursing today. I don't know why we're cursing so much. What's going on, Mark? I don't know, man. What's happening? We're potty mouths, whatever, fuck it. Here's what's going on. They got frightening throughout many moments. So many moments where my three-year-old earlier was like, hey, I'm not watching this with you anymore, Dad. I was like, all right, you don't have to. But she was down here watching it with me, and I, I don't know, like, it's hard for me because I don't get nervous or fearful of things, but once it was going on, it was cool to me to see, like, okay, I'm not the only one. We're not the only ones. We're not the only ones that can. I don't... we were, like we saw these when we were young, and we had the benefit of being able to have like that impact, like a Nightmare on Elm Street, Michael Myers, all these movies. They actually scared us when we were little, and they didn't look corny when we were young. So, like, you kind of worry, like, our kid's gonna like this shit, but it's like we we share that still. Like, it's still a thing that they have. Like, I put on
1: Gremlins, and she's like, "Yeah, I don't know, Dad." <laughs> it's like which is crazy because I mean, you let her watch so much stuff, and she's not scared of anything. Like you said, she comes down here in pitch black and fucking moves around with Halloween decorations and stuff. Like, Dad, don't scare, but Gremlins did. It was some of the. It was
0: the. It was the suspense. It was the music like the reveal she would laugh at all the gremlins and she thought things were funny but it was like when the mom was in there by herself and it was like the building of the scenes yeah i think that's really what got her she's like uh, that could yeah
1: because that gets that gets that's the serious parts of the movie when it's like oh shit speaking of when the when the mom's in the house by herself like i loved my favorite gremlin kill is the one that gets stuck in the blender that falls <laughs> in the blender. Him. and the best part is is through they kept it consistent through the rest of the time they were in there his feet or just hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> Die you just little gremlin feet, just, just popping out
0: slime everywhere yeah. too. Yeah, that was they. They gave you a lot of payoff for the stunts. Like they didn't shy away. Like they each gremlin, each thing they were
1: doing was to the full effect. And I don't one explodes in the microwave. Like you got creative. It did on how to kill these gremlins. I guess the, I
0: heard they used balloons. To like for the effect of when like they had the little ones shooting off and shit, and they and that thing where he exploded in the microwave. Yeah. They used balloons. I guess I don't know if they blew them up till they popped, or I don't know exactly how they used them, but I know that's how they used them.
1: Yeah, they probably. They could have had an opening because it's probably not a real microwave, obviously, or it was a real microwave. They took the back out, Mm -hmm. and then you could just put balloons in there and just turn on the gas and fucking blow them up. Uh special effects, man. The things like you said, the things they have to do. How how some kind of special effects scene in the movie, how it looks, how they did it, is no way think what you think it is. Like you'll never be able to guess how they did it.
0: Could you imagine that, Mark? Like it's five thirty in the morning, your alarm goes off. Let's say you wake up, <clears throat> you're ready coming to work, you do your little shuffle, you get yourself together, you get to work, you look at me. You're like, all right, what the fuck we gotta do today? It's like, all right, we gotta make this microwave explode with these balloons. You're like, Okay, all right, cool. All right, here it works like I don't know how that's a horrible day. Like, even like if it kept going wrong, like I would I mean, I could see how it would be consuming. Like I could definitely see how it could like consume you. But like I think that'd be so much fun. Especially if you were working with people like you enjoyed, like that you were friends with. Yeah. Dude, that'd be the most fun ever. You and I, if we created a gremlin scene. Like If we had the people making them and working them, but we created the scene, bro, I think that would be a hilarious scene. It's just if you're doing art with people you enjoy, I mean, and sometimes it's the opposite too if you really hate each other, but man, what a fun job that would be, setting up the scenes for the, even in the second one, I thought they did great with that, but just all these different scenarios you see with these guys, you're like... I'm not a big fan of Jordan Peele's horror movies, but I do enjoy Key and Peele's comedy, like the show. They're hilarious. Those guys are hilarious. There was a skit for uh, (laughs) the creating process of Gremlins 2. <laughs> and like, it's a bunch of people sitting around the table, and they're like, "All right, guys, well, we're gonna set up for Gremlins too." And then there's this dude in the doorway. He's like, "Hi, y'all. I'm Star Jackson Jr. the Third, and I'm just here to help you guys out with the movie." And everybody was talking like, "Okay, like normal ideas," and he was like, "You know, I think we need to make a vegetable gremlin because it's like that's actually in the movie. There's a vegetable gremlin." But he was like. Because you do think, like, what is the thought process? Like, how did these guys come up with all of this shit? But it was so funny to see, like, they just had some eccentric guy in there, like, and then we got to make one that's a lightning bolt. He's just straight <laughs> electricity. He's not even a real gremlin. Like, <laughs> like it's a super funny skit. Because if you know the movie, you're like, yeah, for real. How did you come up with all this shit? Like, so what a fun job that had to have been, man. What a fun
1: job. You know what's a fun job, though? What? Telling people Telling things? people things that they may or may not know. What, you know. what do you know? What do you know? What do you know? Hello there. Welcome to the What Do You Know here. This is the segment here where we're here to tell you something that you may or or may not know about the movie Gremlins 1984 okay so here's a spiel okay you ready mm-hmm. pay attention to me if you know what we know you're about to find out what we know then we're gonna know together but if you don't know what we know you're about to find out what we know and then we're gonna both know together anyway have a we know gasm <clears throat> and we're all gonna have a fantastic time here like a sandwich after getting out of a pool it's fantastic so yeah. PB and Jace. Uh, I'm going to start here, okay? I got a fact here that you uh, may or may not know. So, okay, Gremlins. Mm-hmm. What about them? The Gremlins. The little And gremlins. Indiana Jones, you know.
0: Oh, that's a Steven Spielberg yeah. movie, too. They, of course
1: good. it is. You know, with the with the grail and the boulder f- and, the, and the whip and the gun scene, fantastic. My dad loved those movies. My dad loves those movies, too. I love those movies
0: I do too yeah they're a lot of fun I like when that guy pulls <laughs> pulls out the sword and then he shoots him he's yeah yeah like, yeah fuck yeah, that yeah.
1: the, the greatest scene ever right there greatest <laughs> scene ever I'll probably watch it like a hundred times so those two movies they got flack okay flack okay they for got not, a hot time for not being kid friendly enough for a G rating Okay. It was like, yeah. oh, we're trying to make this G. Because back in the day, they just had G. I think it was PG. Yeah, B, PG. PG. and G and R or yeah. X or whatever the hell it was, NC-17, whatever. There was no middle ground here. You can't put a little edge on to give to the kids, right? So Steven Spielberg went to the MPAA. Okay. What do you say to these people? He said, Look here, we should make a rating between G or PG and R. Okay. Is that that? So, so PG-13. that's this So these two movies The Gremlins And the Indiana Jones, Indiana Jones. Uh-huh. Yeah Are the whole reason We have PG-13 movies
0: Wow Wow what I do think you that's know? appropriate
1: Mark It's you're very wa- good Because you know Now you can see boobies Yeah Or you can say fuck one time And uh-huh. still have your kids there
0: Yeah I like that because you, you know you give out a nice little rating for the children, sure. you know, a parental guy. But also, well, it is a topic of discussion because all these movies came out at different times. So most of the times we do talk about why did they get this rating, how do these ratings work. So that's cool. That's a uh, that's that's an answer to a question we had weeks ago: to how do some of these ratings work? And Thank we you. didn't even know we'd find
1: it. I know that's why I got facts here for you. What do you got? What do I you got? You know something here?
0: Yeah, yeah. I got I got a couple, a couple little facts for you okay so when we're in this town of kingston falls that's where this takes place where the little gremlins are taking place gremlins yes but if that town looks familiar to you it might look a little familiar to you (laughs) let me tell you what if it looks familiar to you if it looks a little familiar and you recognize it i know where you know it from
1: Okay. Where's it from here? Back to the future. That's, you know what? It's oh, a, my God. I was thinking that. I've always thought that, but I could not put two and two together. You just verified Valley. it. It's the Hill Valley. It's the same
0: place from there. And, uh, you know, the movies came out pretty close to each other. So it's like got a little multiverse world Yeah. There. A little multiverse world. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. I got something else for That's you. That's pretty, of oh, course you do. You know who voiced Little Gizmo? Uh, no Howie Mandel Howie Mandel did it yeah he did and what's kind the of the deal cool? or no deal guy yeah and then he, you know he had Bobby's World he was also the monster from Little Monsters he was the blue guy he was under the bed you remember that yeah that was a fun movie I liked that one a lot Monsters
1: Monsters
0: so that's his so all those little those kind of noises that you heard from Gizmo, that was Howie Mandel. That's
1: so fucking weird that Howie Mandel did Kremlin noises. I know. I know. How much did you make for doing
0: that? I don't know. I'll do that right now. <laughs> <You> know,
1: <laughs> I'm not very good at it. We can we, we can
0: try. We can get good at it if it pays well.
1: I guess so. That's right, quite a fact on, there. See, I didn't know that. Sandwiches. I didn't know that. That's fantastic. I my I I I am full of knowledge here. I don't know what to do with myself now.
0: I feel so smart.
1: Yes, I do. So, is that all you know?
0: I do, yeah, I think that's it. Okay, I, yeah, it.
1: I only have one fact, so I'm not very smart this time. But, you know, you got two facts, that's fine. But now you know more about the gremlins. Yeah,
0: there's something you can know. Put Whoa. it in your pocket. What do you do?
1: Whoa. Mark, Mark, Mark.
0: Yes. We need to talk about the elephant in the room. One of these rules. One of these rules here. Uh Uh-huh. Can't eat after midnight. What time can you start eating again? Does the sun have to be out? Does it have to be completely out? What? Is it like between 12 and 12 you can eat? What time? What if, what time zone does it apply to? Exactly. And then also, what if he's in a plane? What happens if he has food in his teeth? And (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> you know, there is a lot of things going on. Like, what if he ate at like eleven thirty, and his food's still processing? Like, is it the you know the stomach cannot be activated? You get, you gotta fill us in
1: here. Yeah, you got to kind of, yeah, I get the feeding after midnight. Okay, that's easy to follow, but when do you feed him again? Was that, when the sun's up? Can you tell us the hours that we're allowed to
0: feed him? That would be more helpful than saying don't feed him after midnight because you're like, okay.
1: Well, it's a lot easier to say don't feed him after midnight. Mm -hmm. Have you ever told somebody don't feed that person after midnight? (laughs) Look, (laughs) I'm going to tell you this right now.
0: Yes. And as I stated in the intro, The rules for a gremlin are the exact opposite rules for keeping your wife happy. Okay? I'm recommending you to get her wet. I'm recommending you to feed her after midnight. All right? And then take her outside sometimes. They like that shit. So it's like... (laughs) These are the exact opposite rules for keeping a happy wife. (laughs) Don't get it wet. Don't beat it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst recipe. I can't. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's too good. Did you come up with that or did somebody else I come swear up with that? I did. I promise I did. Oh my I god. I promise. That's that all me. Is goddamn hilarious cause all of those are true.
0: But I kept saying it over and over. It's like we can't get it wet. And you're like, Well, I think I can, and I don't think that's uh, right, you know, to do to somebody. And you can't go ahead. Tell your wife she can't eat it after midnight. That's go ahead. You know, I don't you know, go ahead. <laughs> that's
1: like the prime craving.
0: <laughs> She's got like ice cream in her hand, and you're like, No, you can't do that, babe. Can't do that at all. You're gonna die. She's gonna multiply into some kind of creature. That's for sure. Some kind of demonous creature. Dude, that is.
1: That is the goddamn honest truth. That's. The, <laughs> that is hilarious. It is a, It's one hundred percent accurate. One hundred percent. Oh yeah. my god. Oh, that that hurt my gut a little bit. I'm almost in tears. Mm-hmm. Wow. So now we
0: know the rules. So now we do know the rules. So you got to like do the exact opposite. Billy's a hard, you know, he's working hard. He's, you know, feeding his wife or his girlfriend after midnight, working it, you know, working it, laying it down, breaking her back, and then he's doing the exact opposite for a little gizmo. What a guy he is. You know, I, I think it's an insult that we've gone this far, and we haven't talked about Mr. Futterman, because it's Dick Miller again, and that guy is hilarious. Like, I love him, and he's like, oh, wait, wait your car's not starting again, Billy? He's like, oh, it's a, it's a foreign car. And he says, see, I got a Kentucky Harvester. Dude drives like a fucking, like a... a, a he drives uh, a bulldozer, <laughs> practically. <laughs> a Kentucky, <laughs> Harvester. A Kentucky Harvester.
1: Kentucky Harvester. Dude, that guy's so 35 years, funny. never got me. Yeah, dude, he's the best, man. Foreign TV shows, foreign TV. I thought he should have got that foreign TV. <laughs> and his wife's like the sweetest person ever. Like, you know what I mean? Like, she absolutely is.
0: Uh, I like how, too, he's like going crazy. He's like, ah, TV went out again. I guess they messed with the antenna. I'm going to go out there and look at it. And he's just always This got this like dad, like, what? Something's going on here. Something's fishy. And his wife is just, okay, be careful. Okay, Murray.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Like, that would drive me nuts if somebody was that happy all the time. That would drive me nuts. The second
0: one is funnier, too, because he's even, like, more tense because he knows about the gremlins. (laughs) And he's, like, on a therapy since then. I love that guy. But I guess Dick Miller and... Joe Dante, they had a friendship, they had like a, a relationship, they was friends, they was cool, they was homies.
1: They was cool with each other.
0: Yep. Yep. Wow. They was just big old friends. They was big old pals. So Ozark, what's your what what what, what, what what's your favorite part of this movie?
1: Uh I'm gonna go with the pool scene when the gremlin jumps into the pool.
0: Dude, that looks so cool.
1: It's so cool, and that's all done. There's no CGI. There's none. That's all special effects and a camera, doing it. Like imagine the work for just thirty to forty seconds of film. The amount of hours you had to do to get make this pool, put green whatever lights in it, make it somehow fog. Then you got to put make it like a giant hot tub to make it bubble. So you got to install some jets or some shit i don't know what they did some something that's waterproof that pushes out air to bump it all out and put lights everywhere and make it look like a disco like that was was so so cool cool looking it was was so cool looking and you got to really if you really take the time to think about how long it took to make that it'll make you appreciate it more i think that's what made because i'm just thinking the whole time i was like oh i got fog in this shit it got bubbles like it's just blurring, dude
0: that's the scene Absolutely I remember nuts. the most from like my childhood. If that makes sense. Like I just as a kid, I just that part, the lights, everything's crazy about it. And I have to say, I love the lighting in this movie. Not like in a Dario Argento, like this looks really I mean it does look good on, on film. I'm saying how they have everything lit is how I have my rooms lit. Like how Billy's upstairs was, how it's just some lights on. That's how it is right now down here. Like I love ambient lighting. I don't want like – I hate fluorescent lighting. I hate like strong lighting. I like subtle stuff. Uh, and this whole movie kind of had that. And even that YMCA pool scene, that was just really cool looking, man. It just uh, They have this pan out shot where you just see the front of it, and it's just like lightning is going <laughs> yeah. on inside the building. And that would be like the coolest screensaver ever. And it looks kind of Christmassy because the lights are red and green. So it's kind of cool little mashup there, man. What about you? So if I had to say my favorite part would be that scene with Mrs. Deagle when her chair. <laughs> <So> the, <laughs> you guys know those chairs that the old people have hooked up to the side of the wall going up the stairs, like the chair stairs. And uh, the, like Mark had said, they like wired it. So this thing just launches. She sits on it. Well, first, she hears people outside. She thinks they're carolers, and she opens up the door and sees it's the gremlins, which is a super funny part because they're like, caroling. (laughs) Dude, they're so, all of them are different. They all have different facial expressions, but she gets freaked out, runs inside, and gets on her chair to go upstairs. Well, this thing launches, bro, and she shoots out a fucking window, and it's like not at slow speed. Like this old woman is launched out of a or like third story window onto the sidewalk, and that's when those two cops that we were talking about pull up and they're like, "That's Mrs. Deagle." <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, like, I'm like these things are real. This is Christmas.
1: <laughs> yeah, that old scene is all hilarious.
0: She just launches out the window. Like you expect her to get like messed up, but not like not thrown like thrown out of the window. You're like, um. rocket launched out of the window (laughs) (laughs) that's a lot of fun for me Um, I'm trying to think of anything else that really sticks out as some of my favorites Um, I do like I do like when the uh, old shop owner in the end comes back and takes Gizmo back and he's just he's just even though he's pissed they took him he still kind of like gives him the opportunity like you may get him again but not now that kind of thing yeah but he came in and he was like well this is the man that sold me Gizmo and he says sold that's an interesting choice of
1: words <laughs> <You know, right? laughs> he was the best character he only was in there for like two minutes the best is when he tries to give him. this is the only one the smokeless ashtray he's like smokeless ashtray yeah, some guy at a gas station tried to sell me it <laughs> <laughs> that's great Christian made me great plots great plots good stuff I'm curious about what this horror movie rates Well, let's get right down into it. it.
0: Let's get into it.
1: Sloppy Horror Rating, baby, yeah! Hey, you. Welcome to the Sloppy Horror Podcast Rating. This is a little system system of a rating we got here for this horror movie, okay? We're going to rate it as a horror movie, okay? Not a movie in general, just a horror movie. So if you don't like the rating, well, keep in mind that it's for horror movies, okay? Now... We're going to do this on a series of four categories, all right? Three categories are worth three points. The last category is worth one point for a total of. That's ten points altogether, That's boss man. That's ten. That's ten. That's five and five. <laughs> it's ten. <laughs> okay, so let's go on to the first category here in the Sloppy Hole Podcast rating, and that is casting. <clears throat> This is a
0: very strong, strong subject for the Gremlins. It works well for everyone. I think they did a great job. There was other roles considered for the role of Billy, some bigger names. And uh, they went with Zach Galligan, uh, because they had, she had a great relationship with Phoebe Cates. They, like, worked well together. Everyone gelled well together. I'm giving this a three out of three. There's, like, actual acting in this. This isn't campy. This isn't like there are parts of the movie that are funny and that are uh, comical, but like the acting is pretty straightforward and serious. There's nobody where you're like,
1: dude, what the hell? Like, yeah, even though I mean, it's 80s and it's cheesy at some points, like you can tell some of the acting is cheesy, but for I mean, you believe you, you get caught up in it, like you get sucked into this movie because of the acting, I believe so. Yes, so that's very good. So that's three out of 10 so far here after one category. We're going to the second category here in the Sloppy Horror Podcast rating, and that is kills. So we don't really have any mark. Well we have we have some
0: gremlin kills. Yes, we have gremlin kills. No human kills. No human kills. For like the amount of work that went into these gremlin kills, like I want like it has to get a point for sure. But I'm contemplating the half a point because it did a lot of work. And it does like when that last gremlin goes out that's a pretty intense scene he's like melting and like you said there's a blender gremlin there's a
1: blender gremlin there's a microwave gremlin an entire movie theater of them blows up yes um so you know i think it's one just for the effort of it like yes <clears throat> i think it should be a one cuz you have some kind of kills form of a kill we're not just talking about people kills we're just talking about kills in general <clears throat> There's three or four of them in there. That gets a point. Yeah, that warrants one point. So, you know,
0: I like that answer. And well, when okay. it
1: happens, it, it emphasizes that it happens, you know, like there aren't many, but when it does happen. Yeah, it shows you. It's right
0: up in front and center. Yeah. And uh, you could tell they spent a lot of money on that Spe- shit. Yeah, especially for a movie like this, so that's you know, my point there. You know, another little tidbit, I guess they, like, checked people's security. Like, their security was real tight on this movie. Like, every night when the actors left, they, like, checked their bags in the trunk of their cars to make sure they weren't taking any of the gremlins.
1: I would have taken like, a gremlin, that's for sure. I definitely would have taken a gremlin. Okay, so that is four out of ten here after two categories we're going on to the tree. And final point category which is Fear. Thought a lot about this one, too.
0: Thought a lot about this one, too, because obviously I was going to make it a half a point initially because there's so many comedy elements to it, but being with my three-year-old and watching her leave the room, and she's a person who likes Spooky, I'm going to give it one point. I'm going to give it a solid point because it does do a good job at scene building. Now, I do think you have to be a pretty... uh one Of those people that scares easily, but there are parts in this movie where it's kind of building, and and, and I, th- I could definitely see somebody's mom being like, Oh, oh, uh, oh, uh, uh. our kids uh, young enough, it could be kind of frightening for them. So, uh, not gonna catch everybody, but definitely enough to get a one,
1: yeah. It's enough to get a one, especially if you're looking back at when it came out in 1984. You know, some people aren't used to this kind of stuff. Um, it's definitely the younger, young young people are going to be scared of this if there's going to be fear mm-hmm. and you know it's 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 hard to say now because you're not a kid so you don't know anymore
0: i know like you it were sure, my daughter gave so, me a perfect little like yeah, representation i'm sure like, there's okay. stuff
1: you were scared of that's ridiculous when you were a kid you know you just never know what it's going to be but uh it, it's it's enough to where it would freak kids out so that deserves a point in itself. So that is five out of ten here. After three categories, we're moving on to the final one-point category. Is it, Do we fucks with this movie for a half a point each? I'm going to ask you, Mr. Christian Ramey, your scary movie companion, Sloppy Horror Podcast host, do you fuck with Gremlins 1984? Thumbs up. That's a big yes, thumbs sir. up. That's a big thumbs up. And to you, Ozark. Who doesn't fuck with Gremlins? I fuck with Gremlins. Gremlins are the best, man. So that is six. Out of 10. For a horror movie. For a horror movie. Because now, if you're asking me straight
0: up, like I would say Gremlins is a 10 out of 10 movie. Sure. But if you're asking as a horror movie, it's a 6 out of 10. Right,
1: because if you're looking for a scary movie to watch, this would be 6 out of 10, which that makes perfect sense, so I hope you guys understand that.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. They should.
1: They should. So that's a good rating, man. I like
0: that, man. That's good stuff. There, it's great stuff. This is such a large, impactful movie, and like, I feel like we're just casually brushing into it. But for the impact that it's had, for how big it is, dude, that's insane. And I have like oodles of facts. Like, it's so hard to even like lay it out. But like, you know, um, you know, Steven Spielberg's uh, Amblin Productions. It's like that at the beginning of the movies. You know how they always have like the little production company? There's either like that little boy sitting on the moon or whatever, or they have those weird production companies. Well, he's got the one where it's got, like, E.T. on the bike. This was the first movie to use that little thing.
1: What?
0: Yep, yep. So that's a nice little tidbit That's me.
1: fucking phenomenal. I didn't know that, man. Mm-hmm. Talk so, about education. So
0: next time you see In a fun that, way. You'll be like, oh, that got that from the Grims. The Grims.
1: I can't wait to do Gremlins 2 at some point. I, I love that movie. Oh, we have plenty of time rest of our lives, we'll do it when we're 80. Gremlins, too. I remember seeing gremlins. I was a little gremlin myself. <laughs> <laughs> you're too good at that. Well, Chris, you're Amy.
0: We got to do one more thing here. What's that? Oh, your little parental rating. That's right. Let me... I, if you're going to break it down, man, you got kids in your possession? Let me know, Mark. Hit the music. I missed you, mister. Mister, mister, Rozzock. Tell him if they're old enough. How old? To watch that scary you know, stuff. It's for the parents who will give a Watch that scary stuff. Man, It's just, you know. People want to know. You're so proud of yourself for that song, aren't you? You know, I I just tried to fool you. I was like, whatever he's expecting, let's not do that. (laughs) No, I wasn't (laughs) expecting that at all. (laughs) (laughs) All
1: right, here we go. So the parental guidance, Gremlins. Now, I'm going to say that this is a E for Everyone movie. It has every bit of full potential to do that but i will advise you that if you have a super young child it's going to be 50 50 if they're going to get scared of this or not Mm -hmm. okay so i'm talking like pre-elementary school if they're in elementary school they should be fine and it's okay to be scared a little bit let them be scared a little bit you know i mean that's why you're watching a scary movie people like watching scary movies to be scared Kids love horror. but yeah, That's why horror movies are successful. Exactly. Them this isn't going to fuck up anyone's life or sleep, I don't think. But it might. I don't know. But I think anybody can watch this movie, get maybe get a little scared for the select few, and still enjoy it. So We need an age number. An exact number. Oh, well, you need an exact number.
0: Mm-hmm. Is this a five and above?
1: Yeah, let's go five and above. Okay, I like that. Five and above, whenever you start elementary school, whatever it is. Okay. 5 and above for Gremlins. That's a nice little rating, boys
0: and girls. So now if you've never seen it, you could know what to show your little kiddos or when they can watch it. That's a lot of education.
1: You little cheetos. <laughs> you little shits. Wow. You know what Christian Remy? What? This has been a great episode once again.
0: It, it usually is.
1: But we're going down, we're going down the home stretch here. Okay. We're running out of time. Okay. Now, I wish I could stay longer.
0: I, I wish I could, but I we only too.
1: have an hour to talk with you, boys and girls, unfortunately. So, Christian Ramey, you have anything? Final words of the Christian Ramey for the people here.
0: As these little last pieces of grains of sand fall down the timer, I would like to say thank you for each and every one of you guys who support us, listen to the show, check us out, make sure that if you have any buddies, pals, friends that are into horror movies, make sure you send them our way, that's the biggest help that we could really have is having people listen to the show, Um, big things coming for this next year, so keep your ear to the track as far as conventions, as far as our website, as far as promotions, all kinds of
1: stuff, so... We'll be here. You just keep listening like you guys already are. And make sure, if you haven't yet, to get into the Sloppy Talk Discord, okay? So you can talk scary movies with fellow people who like scary movies, or whatever the hell you guys talk about in there. You (laughs) know. I don't know what a parental guidance would be for that. So that's there. So if you want to join the Discord, you can uh, message Christian Ramey on the TikTok. Don't forget to go to the TikTok. Christian Ramey's making great horror movie recommendations and all kinds of stuff. You get a preview of the episode. Everything is there so just you know what just type sloppy horror podcast into google and all the shit pops up okay we we are everywhere right up there you could pick up a kong shell ass. and hear
0: a sloppy horror podcast oh, you yes, find you a could.
1: you find a soup can rolling around an
0: alleyway you pick it up you probably hear us so we're around man so and, and thanks to you guys so seriously thank you guys so much we hope you guys like this episode on gremlins uh christmas season isn't over so i'm not saying we're doing all christmas movies but Mark and I are seasonal fellas, so keep what's, your... the, what's
1: what's 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 uh, what's a sneak peek? What's what's the hint of next week, Christian? Maybe? You,
0: I guess if we really wanted to give them a sneak peek, Mark, I guess if we wanted to be nice guys, nip slip. Uh, nip slip. Let me think of how to word this, Mark. Let me think of how to word this. word it as
1: if you just opened a fortune cookie.
0: Um, it's a John Carpenter movie. How about that? That's a large selection of movies there. But my carpenter head's out there. Think winter. Think cold. Think of that stuff. Think of the cold, think of the winter, and think of John Carpenter. And if you know, you know. But if not, you'll see us next week and you will find
1: out. Think of your balls in your ass. Yeah. That's what happens when it's too cold.
0: Right in your ass. (laughs) Okay, guys. Well, thank you. I love you. Goodbye.